friends. Welcome back. It's Destiny. Today we're going to read Junie B. Jones Has a Monster Under Her Bed by Barbara Park. Chapter 1. The Cheese Man. My name is Junie B. Jones. The B stands for Beatrice. Except I don't like Beatrice. I just like B and that's all. I am in the grade of afternoon kindergarten. Today, we got our school pictures taken at that place. School pictures is when you wear your bestest dress and you go to the cafeteria and a cheese man is there. He makes you say, cheese, only I don't actually know why. Then he takes pictures of you and your mother has to buy them or else you will get your feelings hurt. School pictures is a racket, I think. I wore my new dress with the dinosaur on the front. A dinosaur, huh? said the cheese man. I smoothed my skirt very lovely. Yes, I said, it is a Tyrannosaurus Dotty. You mean Tyrannosaurus Rex, he said. No, I mean Tyrannosaurus Dotty. Cause Rex is the boy and Dottie is the girl, I explained. The cheese man stood behind his camera. Say cheese, he told me. Yeah, only guess what? I don't actually know why I have to say that word. Cause what's cheese got to do with it, I asked. Cheese makes you smile, said the cheese man. I shook my head. Not me. Cheese doesn't make me smile. I said, cause sometimes I eat a cheese sandwich for lunch and I don't even giggle when I swallow that thing. The cheese man did a big breath. Could you please just say it, he asked. Yes, I said, I can please just say it. Only don't forget to tell me when you're ready. Cause one time my grandpa Frank Miller was taking my picture and he didn't tell me when he was ready. And then one of my eyes turned out to open and then the other one turned out closed. I made the face to show him. See? See my eyes? See how one of them is open and the other one is? All of a sudden, the cheese man took my picture. My mouth came wide open at him. Hey, how come you did that? How come you took my picture? Because I wasn't even ready yet. The cheese man kept on clicking his camera. And pretty soon, he looked at the next person in line. Next, he said. I stamped my foot. Yeah, only I wasn't ready. I tell you. And so I need another turn, I said. But just then my teacher came over and she pulled me away from there. She sat me next to her on a bench. Her name is Mrs. She has another name too, but I just like Mrs. and that's all. Mrs. said, settle down to me. Then me and her watched the rest of the other children get their, their, sorry, get their pictures taken. My bestest friend named Lucille went next. She had on a blue satin ribbon in her hair. And my Nana says that this ribbon brings out the blue in my eyes, she told the cheese man. She opened them real wide. See them? See their color? They are robin's egg blue with just a hint of lavender. The cheese man sucked in his cheeks. He was getting frustration in him, I think. 
Could you please just say cheese, he grouched. Lucille smiled real big with all her teeth. Cheese, she sang very loud. Cheese, cheese, cheesy cheese, cheese. Then she kept on singing cheese till the cheese man said, Knock it off. After she was done, Lucille skipped over to meet him and Mrs. Did you see me, she asked. Do you see how good I said cheese? That's because I'm going to grow up to be a model, and I already know how. She fluffed her fluffy hair. The camera is my friend, she said. Mrs. rolled her eyes way up to the ceiling. I looked up there too, but I didn't see anything. After that, it was time for the class picture. The class picture is when all of room nine lines up in two rows. The biggie kids stand in the back, and the shorty kids stand in the front. I am a shorty kid, only that is nothing to be ashamed of. I stood next to Polly Allen Puffer. He looked very admiring at my dinosaur dress. Dinosaurs bite people's heads off, he said. I did a frown. Yeah, only they don't even scare me, cause there's no such thing as dinosaurs anymore, I told him. So? There's still such things as monsters that can bite your head off, said Polly Allen Puffer. A monster lives right under your bed, I bet. My big brother says that everybody has a monster under their bed. He poked his finger at me. Even you, Junie B. Jones, he said. I got shivers on my arm. No, I do not either, Polly Allen Puffer, I said. Yes, you do too, he said back. My brother's in seventh grade, and he says monsters wait until you're asleep. Then they crawl up next to you, and he lies down on your pillow, and he practices fitting your head in his mouth. I covered up my ears, but Polly Allen Puffer just talked louder. I can prove it, he said. Didn't you ever wake up with a drool spot on your pillow? I thought very hard. Yeah, so? So where do you think it came from, he asked. It came from the monster under your bed. That's where. It was the monster's drool, Junie B. Jones. I shook my head real fast. No, it was not, Junie. No, it was not, Polly Allen Puffer. You stop saying that, and I mean it. He raised up his eyebrows. Well, where did it come from then? You don't drool on your pillow, do you? You're not a baby, are you, he said. No, don't call me that. I am not a baby, I yelled. Polly Allen Puffer crossed his arms. So where did the drool come from then, he asked again. I don't know, I said, but my daddy told me there's no such thing as monsters. So what? Daddies have to say that, said Polly Allen Puffer. That's so you'll go to sleep at night and not bother them. He squinted his eyes at me. Why do you think daddies and mommies sleep together in the same room anyway? It's so they can protect each other from the monster or else their heads might get chewed off. Just then I wrinkled up my nose at that terrible thought. Then I hanged out my tongue and I did a sick face. And guess what? The cheese man took the class picture. Chapter 2. Just Say Right. After school pictures, we went back to room 9. I put my head down on my table. 
There's no such thing as monsters. There's no such thing as monsters, I whispered to just myself. Because my very own daddy told me that, and he wouldn't even lie to me, probably. Mrs. said for me to sit up in my chair. She passed out work for us to do. It was called printing our letters. Only, I didn't actually feel like doing that. I tapped on my bestest friend named Lucille. Guess what, Lucille? There's no such thing as monsters. There's really, really not. And so, a monster doesn't even live under my bed, probably. Right, Lucille? Right? Right? Shh, I'm doing my letters, she said. Yes, Lucille, I know you're doing your letters, only I just wanted to tell you about the monster because he's not even real. Right? But Lucille didn't say right. How come you're not saying right, Lucille? Just say right, okay? Just say monsters aren't real and I won't even bother you anymore. All of a sudden, Lucille did a mad breath. <sighs> now look what you made me do, Jenny B. You made me ruin my big G. I told you not to bother me. She quick grabbed her paper and ran to Mrs. to fix it. I tapped her fingers on the table. Then I turned around and looked behind me. I smiled at a boy named Crybaby William. Guess what, William? There's no such thing as monsters, and so a monster doesn't even live under my bed, probably. Right, William? Right? Right? William moved his seat away from me, and I followed him in my chair. I'm right, don't you think, William? A monster really doesn't live under my bed, does he? Plus, also, he doesn't put my head in his mouth. William slided his chair away some more. I scooted after him. Just say right, okay, William? Just say there's not a monster under my bed and I will be on my way. William picked up his chair. He carried it all the way to the middle of the floor. And that's how come I had to carry my chair to the middle of the floor, too. I sat down and smelled very sweet. Right, William? I'm right, aren't I? I said. Only too bad for me, because just then I felt hands on my shoulders. I looked up. It was Mrs. I did a gulp. Uh, hello, how are you today, I said, kind of nervous. Mrs. zoomed my chair back to my table. It was not fun. I quick picked up my pencil. Guess what? I'm going to do my work now, I said. Plus, also, I'm not even going to talk, because I don't actually like anyone in this area. Mrs. tapped her foot at me. Love your shoes, I said, real soft. Her foot kept, tapped, kept on tapping. Only, just then, a very great thing happened, and it is called the bell ring for the end of school. I hurried up out of the door. Then, me and my other bestest friend named Grace run to the bus together. Grace, Grace, guess what? There's no such thing as monsters, and so I don't even have one under my bed, probably. Right, Grace? Right? And that Grace didn't say right. And that's how come I grabbed her by her shoulders and I jiggled and jiggled her. Cause I was fed up with these people, that's why. How come you won't say right, Grace? How come nobody will say right? Cause I'm getting at the end of my rope with this thing. That Grace took my hands off of her. I can't say right because a monster really might live under your bed, Junie B, she said. My eyes got big and wide at her. No, Grace, no. Do not say that. Do not say a monster might live under my bed. 
cause that cannot even be true, or else I would have spotted that guy by now. No, you wouldn't, she said. My big sister said that monsters can turn their shells invisible when you look at them, and so that's how come nobody ever sees them. That Grace looked serious at me. That makes sense, don't you think? Huh, Junior B, right? Just then, my throat got dry, and my stomach got the shakies. I looked out the window very upset, and I didn't say right. Chapter 3. The Invisiblest Guy I ran in my house and hollered for my Grandma Miller. Grandma Miller! Grandma Helen Miller! I am so glad to be home, because today was not a very good day at school. Grandma Miller was in the kitchen. She was holding my baby brother named Ollie. I jumped up and down in front of her. Pick me up! Pick me up! Pick me up! Can't right now, toots, she said. Got my hands full with Ollie. Yeah, only put him on the floor, I said. Cause I need a hug down here, Helen. Grandma Miller leaned down and hugged me. She said, don't call her Helen. Why don't you go change your clothes, she said. Then you and I will make some popcorn and you can tell me all about your day. How does that sound? Just then, my whole face got happy. Cause popcorn is my most favorite thing in the whole wide world. Hooray, I shouted. Hooray for popcorn. I ran right to my room. Then I took off my shoes and socks, and my feet did a happy dance on the floor. It was called the Happy Feet Popcorn Dance. They danced around and around. Also, they jumped on my bed, and they sprang to the floor, and they did a giant twirly on my rug. I clapped my hands real joyful. Grandma, hey, Grandma, guess what? I'm having a good time in here, and so I am not even thinking about the monster under my bed. Just then I did a gulp, because I shouldn't have said that, I think. I looked at my bed kind of nervous. What if the monster was under there right this very minute? And what if he was looking at my piggy toes? And what if he wanted to eat them? Oh no, I said. Oh no, oh no. Cause piggy toes look just like little wiener sausages, I think. I freezed right there where I was standing. Grandma Miller, Grandma Miller, come quick. I need you, I shouted. Grandma Miller flied into my room. Then she picked me up and she hugged me real tight. What on earth is the trouble, she asked. She sat down with me on my bed. No, Grandma, no, 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 we can't sit here. I squeezed out of her arms and I ran to my door. There's a monster under my bed, I yelled. I jumped up and down. Run, Helen. Run like the wind. Only Grandma Miller didn't run. She just flopped back on my covers and she closed her eyes. No, Junie B, please. We're not going to go through this monster business again, are we? We've talked about monsters before, remember? We decided there's no such thing as monsters. Yes, but I have new information, I said, cause the monster under my bed turns himself invisible whenever we look at him. Plus at night, after my eyes are closed, he climbs next to me and he puts my head in his mouth. Grandma Miller did a big breath. Then she went to the kitchen and she brought back my daddy's flashlight. She shined it under my bed. No monster, Junie B. None. 
I don't see one single monster under this bed, she said. See, I said, that proves it, Grandma. He turned himself invisible. Grandma Miller shook her head. No, Jenny B. The monster did not turn himself invisible. The monster is simply not there. He doesn't exist, period. Yes, he does, Grandma. He does too exist, because Polly Allen Puffer's big brother even said so. And plus also, I've seen the drool. Grandma Miller said to calm down my voice, and she got me a drink of water. Why don't we forget about the monster for now, and we'll make some popcorn. You can talk to your mother about this when she gets home. I bet mother will know exactly what to do. I thought and thought. What, Grandma? What will she do? I asked. Then all of a sudden, a light bulb went on in my head. Hey, I know what she'll do. Mother will get a broom and bash the monster's head in, cause I saw her do that to a roach before, and she is excellent at it. Grandma Miller closed her eyes again. She said that I am a strange one. Chapter 4. Spooky and Scary Pretty soon, Mother came home from work. I zoomed to her speedy quick, and I handed her the broom. Mother! Mother, come on, come on. Let's go, let's go get the monster, I hollered. Mother turned her head real slow, and she looked at Grandma Miller. Grandma sucked in her cheeks. A monster, she said, kind of quiet. Under the bed. We've been waiting for you to come home so that you could bash its head in. I tugged on her sweater. Plus, tell her about the drool, Grandma, I said. But Grandma Miller headed out the door, and she said the words, I'm out of here. I pulled on Mother's arm. Come on. Come on, Mother. The monster's really real. Because Polly Allen Puffer told me everybody has a monster under their bed. Plus, that Grace said it could turn itself invisible. And so that's how come we never saw that guy before. Mother sat down at the kitchen table and she lifted me onto her lap. Then she said that Polly Allen Puffer was just trying to scare me. Plus, that Grace didn't know what she was talking about. There was no monster under your bed, Juni B. I promise you. Monsters are not real, she said. Yes, they are. They are too real, because Polly Allen Puffer's brother even said so, and he is in the seventh grade. And he said that monsters crawl onto your bed, and they fit your whole head in their mouth. And so that's where the drool comes from, because I am not even a baby. Just then, I heard the front door open. It was my daddy. He was home from work, too. Daddy, daddy, there's a monster under my bed. Only, you said monsters aren't real, but they are. They really, really are. I pulled on his arm. Come on, daddy, let's go get him. Daddy looked at mother a real long time. They went in the hall and did a whispering. Pretty soon, daddy came back to me. He said that we would look for the monster after dinner. But first, we would cook some hamburgers on the grill. Oh, boy, I said. Oh, boy, because hamburgers are my most favorite things in the whole wide world. Plus, I also like pescetti and meatballs. After that, me and Daddy went outside. He got a flipper for the hamburgers. Then he gave me a flipper, too, because I am old enough, that's why. I ran all over with that thing. I flipped a rock and a flower and a dirt ball. Plus, also, I flipped a dead lizard that I found in the driveway. Then Mother took my flipper away. 
Because I'm not old enough, that's why. After dinner, I took my bath. Then Mother and Daddy read me a whole story, and they hugged me good night. See you in the morning, said Mother. See you in the morning, said Daddy. I sat up in my bed. Yeah, only I can't even sleep in here, because you guys didn't bash that monster yet. Daddy rubbed his tired eyes. There's no monster, Junie B. There's nothing to be afraid of, he said. Then he kissed me, and he went out of my room, and Mother went with him. I quick got out of bed, and I followed those two. They turned around and spotted me. Hello. How are you today, I said. Very pleasant. I'm going to go sit in the kitchen and not bother anyone. Plus, also, I might watch Eyewitness News at 10. Mother carried me back to bed. I followed her out again. Want a big lemon pie? A lemon pie would be fun, don't you think? I asked. This time, Mother marched me back to my room real fast. Do not get up again, Junie B., she said. Enough is enough. I waited for her feet to walk away. Then I tippy-toed to my baby brother's room, and I climbed into his crib. It was very crowded in there, and that's how come I had to get out and put baby Ollie on the floor. Then I climbed into his crib again, and I pulled the blanket up all warm and cozy. Only too bad for me, cause just in that crybaby baby started to scream. Daddy run into the room speedy quick. He turned on the light and he saw me. I did a gulp. Hello, uh, how are you today, I said, kind of nervous. I'm all warm and cozy. Daddy quick swished me out of there. And then he put baby Ollie back in the crib and he took me to my bed again. Okay, this is it, he grouched. This is the last time I want to come in here. Do you understand, Missy? Do not get out of this bed one more time. I started to cry a teeny bit. Yeah, only. What about the monster, I said, because he's still under my bed, I think. Daddy throwed his hands in the air. Then he turned on my light, and he looked for the monster all over the place. First, he looked under my bed. Then he looked in my closet and in my drawers and in my trash can. Plus, he also looked in my crayon box. No monster, Junie B., he said. No monster anywhere. You're going to have to believe me. Monsters are not real. He sat down on my bed. I'm going to go now, he said. I'm going to leave your door open, and I'm going to leave the hall light on. But this is it, okay? You have to trust me, Junie B. There is no monster under your bed. I hold it onto his shirt. Yeah, only tuck in my sheets, okay? Tuck them in real tight. Or else my feet might hang over the side and my piggy toes look like little wiener sausages. Daddy tucked in my sheets. There. Now good night. Yeah, only get my teddy. Okay, Daddy? Plus also get my raggedy Ann named Ruth and my raggedy Andy named Larry. And get my stuffed elephant named Philip Johnny Bob. Daddy got all those guys for me. He tucked them in my bed. There. That's it. Now good night, he said. He walked out of my room, and he kept going, going, kept on going down the hall. I looked around in the dark. It was spooky and scary in there. Philip Johnny Bob wants a drink of water, I shouted real loud. I waited and waited. Yeah, only he really, really needs one on account of he's having a problem with his trunk. But Daddy didn't come. Raggedy Ruth needs a Kleenex, I yelled next. After that, my voice got quieter. Raggedy Larry wants a cookie, I said. But still, Daddy didn't come. Chapter 5
My worstest night ever. It was my worstest night ever. I didn't sleep any winks. That's because I had to keep my eyes open or else the monster wouldn't even stay invisible. I heard Mother and Daddy go to bed. Good night, everybody. Good night. It's me. It's Junior B. Jones. I'm still awake in here because I can't even close my eyes. Or the monster will come. Mother and Daddy didn't yell back. Plus, here's another thing I need to tell you. Don't turn out the hall light. Plus, don't shut my door. Plus, don't shut your door either. Go to sleep, grouched Mother. I smiled very relieved. It was good to hear your voice, I said, kind of quiet. After that, Mother and Daddy got into bed, and they turned out their light. Daddy started to snore. Oh, no, I said. Now he won't even be awake to save me if the monster comes. I pulled Philip Johnny Bob out of my covers. I will save you, he said. I will squirt water in the monster's face. Plus, I will stumple him with my giant elephant feet. And so now you can close your eyes and you don't even have to worry about that guy. I looked and looked at him. Yeah, only here's the problem, I said. You're not actually strong because you just have Fluffy in you. Plus, also, you can't really squirt water, and so who am I kidding here? Philip Johnny Bob stared at me a real long time. Then he went back under the covers. All of a sudden, I heard feet in the hall. It was monster feet, I think. They kept getting closer and closer to me. Then pretty soon, they run right into my room, and guess what? It was my dog, Tickle. That's what. Tickle? Tickle, I'm so glad to see you. Because now you can protect me from a monster. And so, why didn't even I think this before? I pulled back my covers and I padded for him to jump up. Here, Tickle. You can sleep right here on my pillow. Because Mother won't even find out about this. Tickle sprang right up there. He runned all around my bed. And he put his head out from under my sheets and run down to my feet. No, Tickle. No, no. You have to come back up here, or else how will you even protect me? I pulled him back up. He put his paws on Raggedy Larry and chewed on his red hair. No, Tickle. No, no, I said. Just then Tickle springed over me, and he landed on my elephant named Philip Johnny Bob. He holded him by his trunk and shaked that guy all around. I saved Philip Johnny Bob just in time. Then I pushed Tickle off my bed, and he ran out of my room. Philip Johnny Bob was very upset. I petted his trunk. Also, I hugged Raggedy Larry. Only too bad for me, because just then, Raggedy Ruth fell right out of my bed, on account of the dumb sheets were not tucked in anymore. Me and Raggedy Larry peeked over the side at her. Get her, said Raggedy Larry. Yeah, only I can't get her, I said, real upset. Or else the monster might grab my hand and pull me right under the bed. I thought about what to do. Then all of a sudden, I picked up all of my friends in my arms. We'll have to make a run for it, I told them. We have to sleep with Mother and Daddy tonight, because we will be safe with them. Plus, they won't even know we're there, probably, because their bed is the size of a king. I stood on the side of my bed. Then I jumped way out to the middle of the floor, and I quick picked up Raggedy Ruth. I ran to Mother and Daddy's room. They were sleeping and snoring. Shh, I said to Raggedy Larry. 
"'Shh,' assented Philip, Johnny Bob. "'Then all of us crawled down the middle of their bed, "'and we sneaked under the covers. "'Only too bad for me, "'cause Mother rolled right over onto Philip, Johnny Bob's trunk, "'and it waked her up. "'She turned on the light. "'I did a gulp. "'Hello, uh, how are you today? "'Me and my friends are sleeping here, "'cause we didn't think you'd mind, probably.' Mother carried me back to my room zippity-quick. Then she leaned over close to my ear, and she talked very scary with her teeth closed. Do not get out of bed one more time, she said. And so guess what? I did it. Chapter 6, Flatso's The next day at school, I was pooped and tired. I opened one eye with my fingers, and I drawed a picture for art. It did not turn out that professional, and after that, I holded my head up with my hands, and I waited for school to be over. Me and that Grace rode home on the bus together. I yawned and yawned. Darn it, Grace. I wish you'd never even told me that monsters can turn invisible, cause now I can't even close my eyes at night. I can, said that Grace. That's because I don't have a monster under my bed anymore. My mom figured out how to get rid of it. My eyes got big and wide. How, Grace? How did she do that? Easy, said Grace. First, she sucked it up with the vacuum cleaner. Then she put the vacuum cleaner bag in the trash compactor. And she squished that monster into a flat so. Just then I hugged and hugged that girl because that was brilliant, of course. Thank you, Grace. Thank you, thank you, cause I have a vacuum cleaner right in my very own home, and so I think I could do that too, probably. After I got off the bus, I zoomed into my house speedy fast. Grandma Miller! Grandma Miller! I know how to get rid of the monster, I hollered. Then I run to the closet and got Mother's vacuum cleaner, and I pulled that big thing all the way to my room. Grandma Miller came to my door. I told her about how to get rid of the monster, and guess what? She was a good sport about it. First, she plugged the vacuum cleaner right into my wall. Then she put it under the bed, and she sucked the monster right out of there. Hooray! Hooray! You got him! You got the monster, Grandma! I yelled real thrilled. Grandma Miller runned with the bag to the kitchen, and she throwed it in the trash can. There. That ought to do the trick, she said, very happy. I looked and looked at the trash. Then I did a teeny frown. Yeah, only here's the problem, Grandma. You didn't actually put the bag in the trash compactor, and that's what turns a monster into a flatso. Grandma Miller smiled. Yes, but uh, this house doesn't have a trash compactor, Junie B., she said. Your monster will just have to stay in the vacuum cleaner bag. My frown got bigger. Yeah, but what if he leaks out, Grandma? Then he might float in the air. All the way back to my room. And then he'll get under my bed again. Grandma Miller tapped on the counter with her fingers. Then her cheeks filled up with air and she let it out real slow. Okay, how about this? What if I take it outside? I'll take the bag outside. I'll push it all the way down in the big garbage can. And then I'll press the lid down real tight so he can't get out. Yeah, but he still won't be a flap, though, I said, very whining. Just then, Grandma Miller got frustration in her. She grabbed the vacuum cleaner bag and she ran outside. 
Then she put it on the driveway, and she got in her car, and she backed up over that thing with her tires. Pretty soon, she came back in the house. She brushed her hands together. There. Now he's a flat, so she said, kind of growly. After she left, I got on the couch, and I stared very nervously at the driveway. Because guess why? A car is not a trash compactor, that's why. Chapter 7 Snarlies and Snufflies That night, I heard snarlies under my bed. Mother said it was my imagination. No, it is not my imagination, I said. I can hear snarlies. Plus, I also heard snorries and snufflies and droolies. Mother rolled her eyes all the way up to the ceiling. Honestly, Junie B., where in the world do you get this stuff, she asked. I thought and thought. It just automatically comes in my head, I said. It is a gift, I think. After that, I begged to sleep in her bed, but Mother said no. Then Daddy said no, too. You just have to trust us, Junie B., he said. We would never let anything hurt you. There's nothing in your room to be afraid of. And that's how come I had to sleep in my own bed for the whole entire night. Plus, also, I had to sleep there the next night and the next night and the next night after that, too. That was the night when the worstest thing of all happened, because I accidentally slept too much, and the monster must have crawled into my bed, because the next morning there was drool on my pillow. I screamed very loud when I felt it. Help! Help! There's drool! There's drool! I told you this would happen! I told you the monster would come! I ran into Mother and Daddy's room, and I showed them my pillow. Mother holded her head. When is this ever going to end, she said. When are you ever going to realize that there's no such thing as monsters? She did not wait for me to answer. Everyone drools on their pillows sometimes, she said. It doesn't mean you're a baby. Your mouth just opens when you're sleeping, and you drool a little bit. It's no big deal, and it's not for monsters. After that, she went out of her room and into the kitchen, and Daddy went to get Ollie. I crawled into her bed, and I counted my piggy toes. Good news, there was ten. That day at kindergarten, Mrs. had a surprise for us. It was called Our School Pictures Were Back from the Cheese Man. She passed them out to us. Lucille got hers first. My eyes popped out at those things. Lucille, look how gorgeous they are. They are the gorgeousest pictures I ever even saw. Lucille fluffed her fluffy dress. I know it. I know they are gorgeous. That's just how I look, Junie B. I can't even help it. After that, Lucille stood up at the table, and she held up her pictures for everyone to see. Mrs. said, sit down to her. Just then, Mrs. bended down next to me, and she smoothed my hair. Junie B., honey, um, you may want to have your pictures taken again, she said, kind of quiet. Then she handed me my envelope real secret so that nobody could see. I sneaked a peek at those things, and my stomach felt sickish inside. I look like I smelled a stink, I said. I quick tried to hide my pictures, but Lucille grabbed them away from me. Ew, gross, she said. Junie B looks gross. I tried to grab them back. Yeah, only these are not even your beeswax, madame, I yelled very mad. Only too bad for me, cause lots of other kids already saw them, and they laughed and laughed at those things. 
Finally, I grabbed the pictures back and I hided them in my coat. I didn't talk to room nine for the whole rest of the day. Chapter eight, Scary Face Me. After I got home from school, I sat down on my bed and I looked at my pictures. I hate these ugly, dumb things, I said, very furious. They are the ugliest, dumb pictures I ever saw. I leaned over the edge and holded a picture down there. See this? See this, you dumb monster? This picture is just as scary as you, and so maybe I might put it right under my bed, and it will scare your whole entire pants off. Just then I sat up very straight, because that might actually be a good idea I just thought of. I quick found my scissors, then I cut out my school pictures ap- I cut my school pictures apart from each other, and I shoved them right under my bed. I am not even afraid of you, you dumb monster, cause these ugly pictures can bite your head off. Just then I heard mother come home from work. Mother, mother, my pictures came, my pictures came, I hollered, very thrilled. She hurried up to my room. I pointed under my bed. See them, mother? See my school pictures? I spread them out under there. Mother looked curious at me. She bended down and picked up a picture. Her mouth did a gasp. Oh my, she whispered. I clapped and clapped. I know they are all my. That's why I put them under my bed. Get it, mother? Get it? Now my scary face will be down there all the time. And so that monster already got scared away, I bet. All of a sudden, mother started to laugh. Then I started to laugh, too. Plus, here's another happy thing, cause this morning there was more drill, more drool on my pillow. Only, I am not that worried, cause it was from Raggedy Ruth, I bet. Or else maybe it was from Philip Johnny Bob, or maybe it was even from me. But that doesn't even mean I'm a baby, cause everybody drools in their pillow once a while, once in a while. My very own mother told me that, and she would not even lie to me, probably. The end. I hope that you enjoyed this story and that you come back for more in the future. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, I just wanted to let you know that I created a Gmail account so that you could send me emails. I would love to hear where you're listening from. Anything that you would like to tell me, I'm open to to reading your emails about it. And also, if you have any book recommendations, I would love to hear them. I'm going to let you know what it is right now. Are you ready? It's the title of the podcast, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. Again, Beloved Children's Books at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon.